Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get a canola update from Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us on the program is Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada to give us an update on Manitoba's canola crop. That rain made a huge difference last week, uh, especially areas into kind of western Manitoba that we haven't had a whole lot of precipitation this spring. Um, you know, areas receiving anywhere kind of that two to five inch range. So uh, the, the rain was definitely uh, appreciated. So um, with that being said, for the canola crop, it's really making it bulk this week. Uh, paired with this, this hot or these warmer conditions, um, we're starting to see that canola crop start to form rows out in the field and actually look like something. It's, it's been fairly slow leading up to this point. Um, but now, thankfully, with this rain, uh, it's going to kind of push through that really susceptible stage for sea beetle feeding and start to actually look like a crop out there. Any um, issues with, with some of those high winds there last week? or? Yeah, you know what? High winds paired with um, with the heat uh, was causing some of that uh, later, or that, the stuff that was really slow to come up and out of the ground, so some of that younger stuff that was still at the cotyledon stage, uh, they were being burnt right off. Um, and I know that was kind of, um, you know, focused around the, the Portage region. Uh, there was lots of complaints of that happening. And, and just on kind of the lighter land, so those sandier soils, um, that, those sandier but also really darker soils were taking in a lot of that heat. Um, so they were really warm to begin with, and then that wind just kind of finished them off. They they pretty well burnt right as soon as they popped out of the soil. That's where the plants were being burnt off. Talk about um, flea beetles. I know there was um, quite a bit of spring being done there. Yeah, you know, it, definitely hot spots like there is um, every year. Uh, this year didn't help just with how slow the crop was, right? We um, well, a lot of it didn't germinate for quite some time, and when it did, a lot of that seed treatment was no longer effective. Um, so that wasn't helping anything, and, and we had kind of poor patchy emergence in areas. So that threw in some flea beetles. Um, they were really starting to take off on it. So thankfully, like I said, with the rain and the heat, um, we should have that crop advance out of that really susceptible or that damaging phase of, of flea beetle feeding. Um, bulk of our canola acres are kind of in that, you know, two to four leaf stage. Um, so we would like to see them kind of progress quickly and, and out of that susceptible uh, feeding window. The canola that was reseeded, that coming along now as well? or? Yeah, you know what, lots of growers that kind of reseeded the first week of June there, that stuff, because it was um, into tonight's conditions, some moisture and some warmer soil temperatures, uh, had come up, up and out of the ground relatively quick. Um, I know there was a few producers trying to sneak in before that crop insurance deadline, um, so, so getting out there and, and doing their reseeds um, even this past weekend. Um, so like I said, I, I would imagine to see that stuff up and out relatively quick just because the conditions are there. and we've, we've got some nicer, uh, nicer uh, seed beds out there. Any disease issues or, or anything to watch for going forward here? You know, it, it, it looks like we're, we're getting hot and dry again. Uh, it will be something to watch for uh, when we move into the bloom period. Um, for sclerotinia to take off, we need about 10 days of, of the topsoil being saturated. Um, so, you know, if we kind of get these timely rains or that humidity builds up, that'll be something to watch for. Uh, but it's looking like it'll be a little bit drier. Um, some growers are dealing with this right now just because that seed sat in the ground for so long. Um, in the variable soil conditions, uh, some root rot pathogens are causing some plants to die off. 
Um, so when, when you're out kind of looking in the field, you know, make sure to dig up some of those plants, have a look at the roots, see what's going on. Um, wire stems uh, has been occurring to where you're seeing that pinching off of the root tissue. Uh, you also might see some kind of brown girdling uh, where, where root uh, or seedling disease pathogens have started to colonize and eat away at that stem tissue. Was there anything else uh, you wanted to highlight? Or? You know what, it, now's the time to be doing plant counts. So, um, you know, if, if growers are out and about in their field, if they're out looking for flea beetles, go out and, and take some plant counts. Uh, right now, Canola Council's running their, their plant count survey, which is a crowdsourced survey. So we are looking for that information. So go throw some hoops out there and, and, and count some plants and, and see what you're working with. And, um, the, you know, taking plant counts helps to determine your survivability rate. Uh, and to see how many plants you've got there to work with for the rest of the season. So it's a good uh, activity and process to go through. So we really encourage uh, growers and agronomists to get out now because it is the time while that crop's in that kind of two to four leaf stage to be taking those. That was Justine Cornelson, an agronomist with the Canola Council of Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Forward hog contract prices remain at a good level. Tyler Fulton is with Hams Marketing. There's still great opportunities there. Seeing the futures market be a little bit, kind of show some signs of being toppy, uh, meaning that we're still, you know, right at near contract highs, which means that translates into forward prices that, uh, well, in the near near term, there's some producers that uh, that can expect to break the $300 a pig mark fairly easily. It's a pretty good scenario to be in. Profitability remains really good. Fulton notes cash prices continue to be firm in the short term. And farmers have been busy spraying for flea beetles in canola. John Gavlosky is with Manitoba Agriculture. What uh, really made the problem all that much worse was the canola was just sitting in the very vulnerable seedling stage for a prolonged period, mainly because of, in many areas, dry conditions. The canola just didn't have the moisture it needed to advance quickly. Gavlosky says some fields have been sprayed multiple times, adding reseeding has also occurred. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, June 15th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler will have details on Crop Diagnostic Week taking place this week in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's Ministry of Agriculture's 2021 Crop Diagnostic Week is going virtual. Glenda Lee Allen Vosser had a chance to talk with one of the organizers, Crop Extension Specialist Ali Noble. Crop Diagnostic School for 2021 will take place from July 26th to July 29th, with sessions starting at 9 a.m. each morning. Um, for anyone who wishes to participate in it, you can actually just Google Prairie CCA. And it'll come up on the What's New category, and it'll take you right to the web page where you can register. You will have to register for each day separately, um, so you can pick and choose what you like to go to. And then if you're not one that likes the online stuff, you can also call the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377, and we can help you out getting signed up there. Now, let's remind everybody about Crop Diagnostic School, what's involved in it, and why it's important to be a part. Yeah, absolutely. So in a typical non-COVID year, um, it's a hands-on uh, hands-on 
project with all the crop extension specialists and you'll be able to attend different stations where you can learn about different topics. So with it being an online event, uh, what we'll be talking about is on the Monday we'll touch on soil fertility and compaction. On Tuesday we'll be talking about insects and canola diseases. On Thursday or on Wednesday, sorry, we'll be talking about weed identification and herbicide injury. And on Thursday, we'll be talking about all the stuff going on with irrigation in Saskatchewan and answering some questions there. So it's really getting back to the basics of making sure you have that agronomic knowledge, answering any questions by the experts that we have speaking. So we're really excited to be able to offer that. Let's quickly take a look at each day a little closer. You said Monday is soil fertility and compaction. Yes. So we're going to have a couple different speakers there. We'll have Kim Stonehouse, Gary Natowich, and we actually have someone talk, talk, coming in to talk about compaction um, from the States again. So he was he joined us for our agronomy research update, but he's going to be joining us in July again for crop diagnostic school. And Tuesday, insect and canola disease. Yeah, so we'll have James Tansy, our provincial entomologist, joining us to give us a webinar and live Q&A on everything insects. And then we'll have Kelly Turkington, Ali Reza Akavan joining us to talk about sclerotinia and clubroot um, and covering those canola diseases. Wednesday is herbicide-resistant weeds and herbicide injury. We'll have Clark Brenzel, our provincial weed specialist, on, and he's going to talk a bit about um, the processes that go on on, at at our provincial lab for herbicide resistance testing. And then also we're going to be joined by Sean Sharp, Charles Geddes, and Brianne Tideman, and they're going to be covering some other herbicide-resistant pieces. And then as well as that, Clark will be touching on herbicide injury symptoms, and we'll have a live Q&A after that to answer any questions. And on Thursday, it's irrigation. Yes, and that one, uh, it's going to be talking a bit about the projects that are currently going on in Saskatchewan, as well as like what producers need to do and if they are interested in that. And so we have people from our um, Outlook office, the irrigation agrologists covering that. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with producers today? Um, Even if you can't make it in person on the day of, if you sign up, that means that you'll get sent the recording afterwards and you can view it whenever you need to. Um, As well as that, we are, of course, doing all the webinars online, but we still are offering our crop diagnostic handbook that the crop extension specialists put together every year. Um, So if you do go to that Prairie CCA website and get to the CDS page, you'll be able to just scroll down to the bottom and you can purchase your handbook there. And those will get mailed out in mid-July. So we have a limited number, so definitely check that out sooner than later. I've been talking with Allie Noble, a crops extension specialist specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture. The 2021 Crop Diagnostic School runs July 26th to the 29th. For Golden West, I'm Glendale Allen Vossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendale Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.
Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Canada's Farm Show is going virtual this week, June 16th and 17th. Go to canadasfarmshow.com and Egg in Motion invites you to join an online session entitled Getting On With Growing Vigilance and Crop Care June 23rd. Registration details can be found on the Egg in Motion website. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Tuesday afternoon. This morning, the federal government announced an investment of over $1.1 million for the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. The funding will be used to develop a new forecasting tool that will help farmers and stakeholders better understand and manage extreme weather events within the Assiniboine River Basin. With the funding, the MFGA will create a web-based tool that will provide seven-day forward-looking forecasts for soil moisture, groundwater, and surface water flow. Larry Wagner is chair of the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. Great pleasure and pride that we, on behalf of Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association, I'm able to very sincerely, very sincerely, MFG, would like to thank the Honorable Marie Clogabo and Mr. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, and to you, Terry Dougal, Prime Secretary and Minister of Environment and Climate Change, Water, Canadian Water Agency, to for today's announcement over over $1.1 million in agri-risk funding for the MFG project that will provide a new forecasting tool to help farmers better manage extreme weather events. It's a tool that we can use to take and project what's going to happen. I mean, where else can you find a place where you can actually project what's happening out there? And just and you have variables to it. You can change what your uh, upland situations are, your downland, predict of creeks and rivers, what might run off. It has various levels to it, and as we work more into this project, we find more and more things we can do with it, the more helpful it can be. How much better would it be if we could just add grasslands along our water runway to clean the water up or downstream? Uh, Mantle foraging grasslands has been going for years strategically positioned between forage and livestock industry for Manitoba. We are a producer-led group and with the part-time staff, we work on things that will make the farm gate better for producers. Uh, we try not to get involved with heavy-duty uh, policies, but more what can people do to make things better for the other producers. Over time, forage and pro- livestock producers have adapted to new breed management practices to benefit their herd and crops throughout them, maximizing all health, improving water infiltration, enhancing pharmacy creation, and supporting biodiversity. As a producer, it is our job to hold the moisture in the soil when it does rain to make the best use of it. The golden rule for all this should be don't let precipitation run away on you, hold it and catch it on your land. This might sound a little crazy, but there are producers doing that daily plan for dealing with dry times as we are now. They're proactive by monitoring their soil and water and plant health. Additionally, these programs are aimed at producers exactly for these times, as in drought, as in is also in flooding. It helps us make better decisions and better interests to beat to fit your farm. It is a forecasting tool that will come in handy for all of us, so we know whether it comes to soil, groundwater, during climatic extremes, and to help plan immediately and into the future. That was Larry Wagner, chair of the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association commenting on this morning's federal government announcement of over $1.1 million to the group to develop a new forecasting tool 
to help farmers and stakeholders better understand and manage extreme weather events within the Assiniboine River Basin. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The federal government has announced an investment of over $1.1 million for the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association. The funding will be used to develop a new forecasting tool that will help farmers and stakeholders better understand and manage extreme weather events within the Assiniboine River Basin. With the funding, the MFGA will create a web-based tool that will provide seven-day forward-looking forecasts for soil moisture, groundwater, and surface water flow. Grasshopper emergence is well underway. Manitoba Agriculture says there has been some insecticide applications to field edges and pastures. Here's entomologist John Gavlosky. Scout your field edges, your ditches. If you're seeing a lot of grasshoppers with really long antenna, those are katydids. They're not potential pest species. If the antenna are relatively short, then they could be some of your potential pest species. So a good time right now to be scouting the field edges and getting to know what's there. And U.S. cash prices for hogs continue to be firm in the short term. Tyler Fulton is with Hams Marketing. We saw U.S. cash prices rally up to the highest levels that we've seen in seven years. It's driven really by um, good, strong demand, both domestic and, and export side, and numbers that probably were underwhelming, you know, relative to expectations. You know, we're still dealing with significantly more supplies than we did last year. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll take a look at the weekly crop report. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.